And now, time for seafood news. You're listening to the Seafood News Weekly Podcast. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by Erna Berry's Global Protein Summit, the premier conference for education in the poultry, red meat, and seafood sectors. Gain insight into protein market demand, global issues affecting the market, and tools to prepare for the next fiscal year. Plus, connect with hundreds of buyers and sellers during high-end networking events. The Global Protein Summit will take place from October 9th through the 11th in Chicago. For more information, please visit earnerberry.com slash globalproteinsummit. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernerberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. And we are recording live, live from, from Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> we are in my hotel room. <laughs> and by the time you listen to this, uh, Lauren will be back in New Jersey. I'll be on my way to St. John's, Canada. But we just had to talk about GAP's annual conference that we were just at, the Genuine um, Alaska uh, Pollock Producers. They had the most amazing annual conference they packed so much into a two three day event um i mean the the event was one day but they had a welcome dinner today we're touring a vessel and then the lineup of speakers that they had all yesterday were fantastic yeah so ron rogers he gave a wild alaska public fishery and trade update which is just always beneficial and you can get those emails from gap too ron does weekly emails if you're not signed up for them i highly recommend um, our own uh, Angel Rubio with Ernerberry Consulting hosted or moderated a panel on the streaming market and outlook. And the big headline was was what, Lauren? Make Serini sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so we have so much fun in seafood. In in what in what way? <laughs> I mean, I never thought that we would be hearing make Serini sexy right. or, bring, or bring sexy back. How to bring yeah. sexy back with Serini? <laughs> but Michael Grand, uh, he's the chief marketing and innovation officer at Angulas Aguanaga. He said that, you know, stream is a high quality protein. It's very affordable compared to other proteins. It's extremely versatile. But the way we're approaching streaming now is that we need to redefine the way we present streaming to consumers. And it's just such a, a good point because there's still the the mix up between, you know, people hear imitation crab. They they don't think it's real seafood. Right. Right. They, there's not that connection yet. Yeah. and But now we really have to start pushing Serini. We have to start explaining that it's made with wild Alaska Pollock. There was there was that, which was really fantastic. Yeah. So Michael said the, the baby eel categories made with Serini seafood here in Spain are now mature. And we need to become sexy again and get it into those consumer trends that are new and popular. So I've got some ideas about <laughs> how to make Serini sexy again. No, but it, it doesn't... Are, R-rated or... or no. <laughs> we, we can talk about it on the podcast another time. But I, it just it's nice to see that there's excitement in the industry yeah, that yeah. we're trying to pump something new. Um, so, so that was a really fantastic panel to listen to. Um, and like I said, that was with uh, Angel Rubio from Ernerberry Consulting, uh, Jay Park from Oregon State University, Amin Nabali from Aquamar, and uh, Michael Grande from Angulas Aguanaga. Um, so, and then Lauren took the stage with Angel again. And I'm, I'm still sweating from being up there. <laughs> but you guys did fantastic. We yeah we had a we had a great time. We talked about wild Alaska pollock in comparison to other protein choices um, in the U.S. because Erna Berry covers you know across all proteins, center of the plate proteins. So it was nice to give some clarity on what's happening in other proteins and how those are comparing to uh, wild Alaska pollock. Definitely, and it it was fantastic. A lot of charts, a lot of information, as Angel said. 
bathroom reading material. <laughs> <laughs> Learned way too much about oh, Angel on this trip. That's the one thing you remember. At least it's not me shaking up on stage. <laughs> I, the highlights tip for me were, were the bringing, bringing Surimi to, or making Surimi sexy again and Angel's and bathroom, bathroom material. <laughs> oh, and then we'll get to other. There's there's so many other fun there's parts. More. But um, then uh, Mary Elizabeth Germain from Catching Analytics and Lauren Hasse from Ketchum, uh, they gave a snapshot of our consumers. So much really great information. You can find a press release on Earner Bear, uh, on Seafood News's website. Um, as millennials turn 40, provenance of wild Alaska pollock matters greatly. They also talked about the sustainability and the affordability of it and how that's important to consumers. Um, and then I had the honor of joining celebrity chef Antonia Lafaso on stage. She was fantastic. Oh my gosh. And the lunch she made. So she made like a miso uh, wild Alaska pollock and it was like over this rice and there was mint in it. There was cilantro. There, it was just the, the, what are the, the, the crunchy ch- chili flakes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was a fantastic lunch, and to be able to join Chef on stage and to talk to her about about Wild Alaska Pollock was just an, an out-of-body experience. It was it was wonderful. I, I can't believe I, I had the chance to yeah, do it. Yeah, you can truly tell that she was behind the 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 seafood, behind the mission, mm-hmm. and it she was... She believes in Wild Alaska Pollock. She does. She's and fantastic. so do we. Yeah. Team Wild Alaska Pollock! <laughs> and then we also had Chef Molly. From Climate Pledge Arena. And she was awesome. I tell you, Lauren, we need to come back to go to Climate Pledge Arena because it yes, sounds amazing. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All the Krakens, but Chef Molly's doing amazing work there with Trident. It's part of a partnership with Gap. Uh, the Fork and Fin is there, and the food that they, they spoke about, and we got to try some of it at, at the after. At the reception the afterwards, reception. which um, was fantastic. Yeah. But, she. I loved how she was so honest where she was like, this idea was brought to me, and at first, you know, I was like, this, you know, seafood in a, a sporting arena, like, I don't think it's going to work. She associated Wild Alaska Pollock with just McDonald's filet fish right. and she had a bad conversation which, with it. She, she is now a, a converter because that, that sandwich is amazing. Is delicious. <laughs> But it was great to hear, it was great to hear that we've um, what do we say we've made her an evangelist. She's one of us now. One of us. us. <laughs> one of us. But there's so much more to talk about the partnership program. Um, they, we talked about the success from 2023. They announced the new partnerships from 2024. Once again, we have a press release up on Seafood News about it. Um, so check that out. Gap announces new 2023-2024 partnership program funding recipients at the annual meeting. They have a lot of really cool work lined up. So please check that out on the site. Um, and then they ended the day with Seafood's Opportunity in Event Venues um, with representatives from Climate Pledge Arena, uh, the Seattle Sounders, Seattle Mariners, and the Dubsy Fish Sticks, which, again, that was my favorite one. The Dubsy Fish Sticks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin Moser from the Dubsy Fish Sticks. This sounds like they so, much so much fun. fun. <laughs> and it's all seafood-related and baseball and two great things. And I love how they, like, totally leaned into it. And, you know, mm-hmm. they had changed their name from the Bears to Dubsy Fish Sticks. And they said they, like, they throw a like, first pitch of, of fish. A fish is the first pitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, the way they ended this event was just, like, brought tears to my eyes. Oh, completely. They released the Pollock people, the faces behind the campaign, Oh my goodness. It was like a movie, like a cinematic movie that they put together of all these people in all of these different roles that feed the world wild American, wild Alaska Pollock. So it was, it was beautiful. I just, it, like we know the story behind wild Alaska Pollock, but still seeing that video. Right. And I just can't wait for more people to see it because it is just, it's so heartwarming how, 
how the what the industry does for people in Alaska, how it employs so many people. These people feel like a family. Right. It's the entire community. And and they care about this this mm-hmm. fishery and keeping it sustainable, keeping it going. Um, so shout out to Jeff Crane, uh, Emily Gibson, Ruthie Anderson, Tim Dysick, um, and then Mick O'Brien was from Ketchum was the one that uh, interviewed everybody on stage. Um, Jeff Crane is a character. <laughs> he, uh, he need him and and uh, Ruthie need to go out on a, a PR tour for Wild Alaska Pollock. And they were so good. They're such like salt of the earth people, and so passionate. Um, the pa- yeah. passionate is is a great word to describe them. They just they love this fishery. They love what it does for their community. Um, and, and it was just, it was really beautiful to say. Yeah, it was really heartwarming. So the last thing I just wanted to say, the other thing was, from, uh-huh. was Jeff Crane. Uh, his, he goes on the boat with his son and his, they're always talking about the deadliest catch. And he's like, I want to film my own show. And <laughs> what would be called the boringest catch? Right. And I'm like, I would watch it because Jeff's I a character. Would. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun at Gap's annual conference. Thank you so much for having us, Gap. Um, we can't wait to come back next year. Like I said, the coverage is on Seafood News. Um, but that's not all. We also have a special treat for you. So we have Paul Langsbergen, president of the Fisheries Council of Canada, joins us on the podcast to preview the FCC's annual conference in Ottawa from October 4th through the 5th. Let's take a listen. Hi, Paul. Thanks for joining the Seafood News podcast. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, it's a coveted spot, and uh, Lauren couldn't be here, which she's devastated about, because we always love running into you at events, but, uh, and and this is one, too, that we're not going to be able to attend, but the Fisheries Council of Canada's 2023 annual conference is right around the corner, you know, so I am excited you were able to squeeze in some time to talk about the event, because it is, it is coming up quick, and I was excited to see a Seafood News veteran on the list of speakers, Seafood News founder John Sackton. Yes, definitely, he's, uh, you know, always on our uh, schedule and he's worth the price of admission on his own. <laughs> so can you can you tease what uh, what John can be uh, talking about up on stage? Well, he'll be giving his usual markets overview, which you know anyone in the industry loves hearing his insights and perspectives on uh, the seafood market as a whole, but also uh, some of the individual species. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say I am lucky to have worked with John at the start of my career over at Seafood News, um, and now he's the president of Seafood Data Search, and he still does you know the occasional uh, column for us. But he's a wealth of knowledge, and and you're right, he's he's well worth the the price of admission. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But uh, what what other presentations can attendees expect? Well, we've got three keynotes. So John will be speaking over breakfast. And then we'll have the first keynote in the morning is uh, Paul Emil McNabb, who's a VP with the Canadian Council for Aboriginal Business. So it's an organization that helps to foster relationships between Indigenous businesses and non-Indigenous businesses. And so I'm looking forward to how they can help uh, in the efforts to increase Indigenous participation in the sector. That's great. And at, at, at keynote for luncheon is Melanie Siggs, with the Global Seafood Alliance, but also she's a professor at one of the universities in Europe. Uh, She's been involved with the World Economic Forum, and she's going to be talking about sustainable development and the blue economy. And so how important is seafood to the global population and what areas do we need to be concerned about? Um, And and it'll be interesting to have such a a global perspective, right? Because we tend to focus a little bit more on the sort of the domestic Mm-hmm. Uh, market and uh, sort of policy debate. Okay. And then our third keynote 
is in the afternoon, and it's actually uh, three CEOs of fisheries associations. Uh, Lisa Wallanda Picard from National Fisheries Institute, uh, Andrew Sullivan, a former executive director of Australian uh, seafood, and then myself. And so we'll be comparing notes on some of the issues that we share in public policy, but also some issues that uh, we don't necessarily share. Um, so it's I thought it would be interesting to compare, you know, what's going on in uh, those different countries. Yeah, no, that's that's a great, and I I saw that uh, that panel with with Lisa, um, and uh, and you can't keep you off the stage, so that's that's fantastic. But that seems definitely like a a can't miss panel. Um, and she's already I I've got to say, uh, just knowing her background and and how quickly she jumped into the industry, she has caught on really fast, and it's really fascinating to listen to her speak. And and you know, she brings such different views and perspectives too. So that's um, I'm excited that your your attendees will be able to hear from her as well. Um, and you were really packing in. And so these are all working, working lunches, working breakfast. People are, <laughs> you are coming there and you are leaving with information. You are not giving anyone time to, to walk out without, you know, that's, that's fantastic that you're packing it in this way. Yeah. Everybody should rest up because they're going to be tired at the end. <laughs> and then I see you also have health breaks on here. I like, I like this. I, I've never saw it labeled as a health break. Is this like a Canadian thing or... <laughs> Uh, maybe it is. We've been, you know, calling it that for a few years and have taken that from others as well. Uh, but it's an opportunity to kind of refresh, network, um, loosen the legs by getting up and walking around. Uh, and we'll have some healthy snacks, of course. Um, so that's that's important. Yeah. Uh, but some of the other speakers that I, I didn't mention yet, uh, we have Jennifer Griffiths from the Food Processing Skills Canada. She's going to be talking about a number of skills training programs that they have. Uh, they also were working on a labor market information survey uh, for the industry. And so she might have some updates on that. So I think that'll be helpful because all our companies are facing labor shortages to varying degrees. And so we need to do everything we can to attract more workers to the sector. Mm -hmm. And so that'll be of interest. Um, Daniel Watt from McGinnis Cooper is going to be talking about ministerial authorities under the Fisheries Act. Uh, so that's our kind of Bible, if you will, okay. uh, for the industry. And our minister does have probably the most discretionary authority of any of her global peers. And so Daniel's going to be talking a little bit about that. And, and I think that'll be of you know great interest to our industry members. Um, it'll be interesting as well for our DFO friends that will be in the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we also have a, another panel in the afternoon uh, that will be talking about Indigenous reconciliation, marine conservation, and innovation, because all three issues are kind of intertwined to varying degrees, and we can't solve one if we don't address the other, and uh, so that should be really interesting. We have Ken Coates, who's a historian and author, has looked at both the industry as a whole, but also with respect to Indigenous reconciliation. Susanna Fuller from Oceans North Environmental Group. So she'll obviously have views on marine conservation. Mark Duvin, who's a Deputy Commissioner of the Skeena Fisheries Commission. So that's a Indigenous-led uh, body in BC. Uh, so he'll have a Western perspective as well as uh, uh, some very informed and insightful views on reconciliation. Okay. And lastly, Jennifer LaPlante from the Ocean Supercluster 
uh, who will be talking about innovation and some of the exciting things that are happening, but also what policy certainty do we need uh, for that to happen as quickly as we would like? And that's going to be moderated by Todd Evans from the Export Development Canada. Okay. Should be should be fun. Yeah, and you're really you're really covering your bases. There's something for everybody. Um, so that's that's really fantastic. And then I also saw that you're you're rounding out the day uh, with the F Future Leaders Canada recognition ceremony. I'm a graduate of NFI's Future Leaders program, so I was so excited to see a couple of years ago that that the Fisheries Council of Canada partnered with NFI for the Future Leaders Canada. It's such an invaluable program, um, and I think 2023 marked the the fifth. Is that the fifth year? Do you remember? It's I think. It was uh, well, it's fourth because we had, we were a little disrupted by the pandemic, okay. like everybody else. Yeah. Um, and really, it was John Conley who, you know, shortly after I started, came up to Ottawa uh, to visit me and talk about uh, the Future Leaders Program, and was trying to convince me to launch it in Canada. That conversation took a whole five minutes. For him to convince me <laughs> and then we worked over the next year to get it off the ground and get it going so 2019 was our first year we've been very successful uh the feedback we get from the participants is just fabulous so uh you know our uh, participants just finished uh back in august and so it'll be nice to see some of them at our conference and then um you know, we can't uh, stop there. Our uh, next year uh, applications open in November. Wow. that's I know it, it's crazy to think that 2024 is right around the corner. And, oh, and don't say that. <laughs> you know, I know it's happening too quick. But uh, if, if you're and so you have to be with a Canadian company in order to apply for a Fisheries Council, uh, Council Canada's Future Leaders Canada program or. So anywhere along the supply chain, you don't have to be an efficient company. Um, and we also take a pretty liberal view of, you know, what fits within the supply chain. So it could be anything from, you know, upstream suppliers, uh, downstream customers, uh, government officials, um, you know, we're, we're pretty open and welcoming. Yeah. And it, like I said, I, I haven't had a, you know, I didn't get to do the official, uh, future leaders Canada, but just based on my prior experience, Anytime you can like educate yourself and and network, the networking aspect of it too is is fantastic. So um, keep an eye out. November, you said that the applications open up for 2024. Yes, so yep. we'll definitely be uh, spreading the word on that. Okay, all right. Well, Paul, anything else you want to tease about Fisheries Council of Canada's 2023 annual conference? Like uh, yep. maybe you want to end it with even two, like uh, just where somebody can register. <laughs> yes. So there's two things that I need to say. One is uh, we're starting with a uh, celebrating Canadian seafood reception, mm -hmm. right? We, we It wouldn't be a, a seafood conference if we didn't have delicious Canadian seafood. Of course. So there, <laughs> people are going to be full of that. No, no uh, concern there. Uh, and that's been donated by some of our sponsors. So uh, thank you very much to Ocean Choice International, Baffin Fisheries, Kikitlak Corporation, Pangerton Fisheries and Clearwater, as well as uh, Gooey Duck Harvesters out in BC. Very cool. So, so go for, go for the education, go for the networking, leave with a full belly. I, that's, that's the way I like my, my events. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, our new fisheries minister will be at our reception on the Wednesday night. So that's definitely uh, something worth to come and, and uh, meet her. And in terms of registration, it's definitely still open. Hotel rooms might be a little tight to find, but uh, 
Um, people can find more information at fisheriescouncil.ca.